Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Jen. And today we are having our very first crossover episode. We want to welcome the Thrifters sisters to the Thrifters Villa podcast. Hey, Lacey and Lindsay. Mm -hmm. I feel like we need to have like clapping or something. I know. Woo! Um, Our own audio. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to our little corner here in the podcasting space in the reseller world. Welcome to Thrifters Villa. Very happy to have you you here. Yeah, we're in the villa right now. We did it. (laughs) This has been a long time in the making, ladies. Yes. (laughs) It has yeah. been because schedules just don't work when you're trying to coordinate with four people. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a hard. Lot of, a lot of adults. A lot yeah. of adults. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to schedule a girl's dinner. I don't know. Oh. Hopefully before the end of this year. Good luck. It, Good luck with that. It may not happen. It may be 2023 <laughs> before I see those babes. It's really um, hard. It, it, so we were supposed to record this last week, but I had something conflicting with work. And then like, it just hasn't happened because it's so hard to do like I don't think people realize how hard it is to schedule episodes like yeah like when it comes to recording and doing mm-hmm. everything else that goes along with I don't know having a life and being yeah. a reseller and everything a human or just a human yes. on planet just Earth. a human it's so hard so um guys today we're we're gonna get to know thrifter sister because some sisters because some of you guys may not know who Lacey and Lindsay are um and we're gonna do this first half of the episode here on thrifters villa and then the second half of this episode will go over to thrifter sisters so you guys need to make sure that you head over to any podcasting platform you guys listen to these podcasts on subscribe all that fun stuff, follow, leave reviews, listen, do all the things for Thrifter Sisters. Um, so how about you guys introduce yourselves to our audience, let them know who you are, how you get into reselling, and then we'll get into the podcasting stuff. All right, Lacey, you go first because I want to make mine better than yours. Uh, she's always got <laughs> a one-up sisters. Me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> always got a one-up me. That's right. Um, I hear footsteps upstairs. I hope my kid doesn't come busting in here. That's fine. We're going to just go. Right now, Jeff's working. It's fine. We have interruptions all, right. all the time. <laughs> all the time. All the yeah. time. Um, well, hi, I'm Lacey. Uh, <laughs> and I've been reselling, gosh, since March of 2021, I think is when we started, right? Yeah. Um, and I had just gotten into it because my sister-in-law had been doing it on like as a side hustle. Uh, and she was like making a killing at it. And I was always so intrigued and I kept talking to her and like picking her brain about it. And then we actually went thrifting together because we were um, on a ski vacation up in um, whatever ski, ski land is up here. <laughs> Charlottesville area. Ski place. Wherever people think go. Of it. Ski place in the States. It's, so. yeah, it's yeah. winter green. Winter Move green. On. Thank you. I was thinking Greenland. <laughs> yep. We Close. went up to Greenland. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so I went thrifting with my sister-in-law and, you know, just picking her brain more about it. And she was showing me the stuff she got and why she got it and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she was like, you should just try it. It's fun. It's like, the, you know, just something you can do on the side. And now I've like turned it into what I do full time. And between that and this podcast, you know, that's how I'm hoping to make a living these days. <laughs> that's great. So, um, did you have a career before this or no, that we were stay at home? I was working, um, I mean, gosh, my has been all over the place. Same. Um, <laughs> I was a chef for a very long time. Oh, wow. um, and wow. then I, you know, it's just, it's, you cannot have that life and have a family and yeah. not be pulling your hair out. Like yeah. it's just mm-hmm. such a grueling, grueling, grueling existence. Um, so I 
kind of quit doing that and I didn't know what to do for a while. And I just kind of went into this continued care retirement facility that I lived by just to see if they were hiring in any aspect. And I ended up working at what I called the subway for the elderly. Um, it's just like a little subway like station in the cafeteria. And I was like slinging sandwiches for, to all these like awesome old people. <laughs> and I started making friends with the people that worked there and a lot of the residents that lived there and found out my in-laws were actually like in line to move in there. And I was like, oh, really? That's weird. <laughs> and I kind of just moved up the ranks there over the course of like four years and got out of the dining completely. and was like assistant director of the environmental services department um, at the end. Were you the assistant to the assistant manager? No, I the was ass- not the assistant to the director. I was assistant <laughs> director. Oh, okay. Um, okay. You know, and we were in charge of like housekeeping and all that stuff. And I had a staff and did payroll and HR stuff. And mm. I enjoyed it. I did. Um, and I, I mostly just liked the people that I worked with and yeah. for, you know, um, I met some really amazing people there, but it was hard because the only thing you get attached to these people and they're at the end of their life and then they're yeah. gone and, you mm. know, and then COVID hit and I was like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. I <laughs> um, don't blame you. Yeah. And my mm-hmm. husband, meanwhile, you know, we were living in Lynchburg, which is like an hour and a half from Charlottesville. He'd been uh, commuting for about two years at that point, And he was just over it. I mean, that's three hours in the car every day. And then you add that's traffic good. and so, he, you know, Lindsay was in Charlottesville and his job was in Charlottesville. So we picked up and I left my job and moved here. Was this in the middle of COVID that you did this? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like COVID crazy. hit and I worked from home for a month. Um, and then my boss was like, I need you here. Was, I need you in the office. Like this is too much. Because we had a staff of like over 50 people yeah. and it was just him, you know? And I was like handling stuff like on the side and had walkie talkies and like, you know, on the phone with people constantly. Um, and, you know, because I was mostly in charge of like scheduling and things like that. Um, cause you have like over 800 residents living there and I got to schedule who's cleaning all of the rooms and when, you know, right. mm-hmm. um, but it was just, it was, you know, like I went back in and I was so freaked out and like, just scared to be there all the time. Yeah. It was yeah. so stressful, mm-hmm. you know, and those early days were so scary. We just didn't know they anything. So, you know? No one 100%. knew what was happening. No one knew. Right. And like, no. and all we knew was that these elderly care facilities, they, they were just going down. Right. Like the right. That People was like were, the hot zone. Like right. The yeah. And yeah. like mm-hmm. right before I quit, we had so a resident call and say that her son had just left because they, I, right, I think right after he left, they shut down, like no visitors were allowed. Like it was on a lockdown mm-hmm. situation. He left and called his mom's like, Hey mom, I just tested positive for COVID. And he'd been staying in her apartment with her. And like, I mean, the amount of anxiety that that caused, I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, this is how it happens. Like it just gets in the building and then everyone's going to get it. We're all going to die. Like I was freaking out, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just like, and then also my department was in charge of cleaning the rooms that people who had it had been sick in and had to go in and like, and and I was just like, oh my God, I can't. And just the responsibility that comes along with that too. Like God forbid you were to give it to someone or something. Like just, I give so much credit to the people that worked in those facilities and the hospitals and everything, because you just didn't know there were so many unknowns. It was so Mm -hmm. scary. And like, I just remember also being sad because like we were so low on PPE, like on gloves and masks and stuff. And like Mm -hmm. my boss was still going out of his way to like provide them to like other churches and stuff like that because he, you know, he's just a really good guy. And, um, 
like we came in one day and somebody had broken into the cabinet where the masks were and like stole a bunch. And I was like, that's where we're at in the world right now. Like, oh, it was just such a weird time, you guys. Yeah. yeah. The early I feel days, so like far removed from that now, you know, oh, I know. such a weird time. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, everything still meshes together. And I don't know what year it is. Like, I think it's 2022. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> like, right. nothing makes yeah. sense anymore. Mm, um, yeah. So, okay. So you found reselling. And mm-hmm. then how, so what, what's your story then, Lindsay? How did you kind of get into the reselling space? Um, Lacey. <laughs> I was going to say, was it a sister thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't, you know, it's again, it was during those COVID days. Yeah. So we don't really remember. Um, during, so that was March in 2021. We went, um, I had just gotten my vaccine. I was one of the very first people who qualified to get a vaccine because I was volunteering at one of the, um, it's not a food bank, but we distributed food to um, Shotsville City School families who depended on those free lunches to feed their kids mm-hmm. when school was open. Oh, and so yeah. I was volunteering there just because, I don't know, I just needed to. Because you're I, a good I, person and you I, need I, to do something to help. Yeah, I, got I it. Just, and I don't know, as her husband has clarified, she is a decent person. That's oh. right. He was, he's like, <laughs> I don't, the other day I said something and I was like, I am a good person, sir. And he was like, and I go, I am a decent person, sir. And he was like, there it is. (laughs) There's the truth. (laughs) Because of my work through that uh, peanut butter and jelly fund, which is the food distribution, um, I was one of the first people to qualify for a vaccine, Mm -hmm. which like was amazing. It was like doctors and me. (laughs) (laughs) And so at this point, Lacey was like total in lock, like her family was all at home. Like they weren't seeing anybody like Lacey and I Mm -hmm. really, we would get together outside every once in a while, but again, it was still like scary times. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'd gotten my vaccine. She had been super isolated. So we went away to a cabin, just the two of us to get the fuck away from our kids Mm. and our husbands Mm -hmm. and just spent a weekend together. And it was so amazing. We did, we just watched so much TV and yep. we did a puzzle and we went on a thrifting trip to a mm-hmm. really crappy Goodwill yeah. in, in Waynesboro. And, mm-hmm. and that is just when it all started. It was just from, like, we were hooked. Yeah. Yeah. From <laughs> yeah. That one had you trip. ever thrifted before, before that time? Not really. Mm-hmm. I really hadn't. I, um, when I lived in LA with Lacey, when was that? Twenty years ago, fifteen. Oh, yeah, one, one million years ago. Yeah, one hundred and five years ago. Yeah, um, we didn't go thrifting, but we would go to like vintage shops. They weren't like thrift shops, but they were like probably yeah, definitely like, cur- like curated vintage stores. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We used yeah. to do that a lot, and that I loved doing that. And then I did that a few times, like in Austin and Houston. There were places kind of like that, but it wasn't definitely going thrifting. I, you know, going trips to Goodwill were limited to like finding stuff for Halloween costumes. Yeah. 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 I think that was a lot of people's stories though, yeah. before all of this really became a thing, right? It yeah. was just like, you usually went to the thrift store because you needed a costume. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Their stores were gross. It's secondhand clothes. Like who mm-hmm. would go shop there? And then, you know, like the wool gets pulled off your eyes and you're like, oh, there's like really decent clothes in here that I can get for dirt cheap. Uh, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. There's stuff that's brand new in here that people yeah. just donate. Like 
it's mind blowing when you're when you actually realize what a thrift store is or a secondhand yes. store in general doesn't matter what it is consignment doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. like oh, I was so misled all my life thinking yeah. that I had to pay retail for all of these yeah. things. Like and now, the majority of the stuff I wear or buy, I mean, not every single piece of it, but the vast majority of it comes from. I'm not really going into thrifts, but definitely into consignment stores. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, like second, most of your stuff is secondhand. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I would agree. Okay. I think most of us are probably in that boat. Yeah, I, yeah, I would say so like other than maybe like to. my my underwear, my socks. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 like yeah. My bras. That's where I draw the line. I'm like, yeah. that's probably where I draw the line. <laughs> Although I have bought, I have bought sports bras sports bra I've so. done a sports bra yeah, I've, I've done a, a thrifted bra. sports bra but not like one that I'm going to work out in like one that I'm just going to wear just right. to wear mm, you don't want to yeah. re- release those sweat things that are hidden yeah. somewhere deep right, in right, the fabric right, right, right. <laughs> it's real deep in there so then why the podcast yeah are, are we doing that now we, we, we're well no, I'm just curious why? I'm just before we get like deep in podcast stuff like why the podcast um, because again I had the audacity to feel like I should um be on a podcast with Lacey <laughs> she I was like, like sister listen we have like a thing right like we have shtick and like we, we get together and we're just like thick, 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 thick. she's like yeah. we could do this we could make a podcast and I was like we have no idea what we're doing. She's like, exactly. No, <laughs> like, no clue. Tune in to learn along with us and our like ridiculous antics. Yeah, I, like, I oh, love that. I mean, we were very, very early on into reselling, like, yeah. you know, three seconds we were yeah. into it. And like then maybe a couple weeks. <laughs> and, I, and I came up with this idea and I don't even know how. And I was like, well, let me look and see if there's even podcasts about this. And, you know, I did come across a few. I was like, you know, I saw y'all. I saw um, at the time Dime Store Cowgirls. Mm-hmm. Um when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I saw rambling, the rambling reseller, which we've come to find out was Madison, mm-hmm. <laughs> which she doesn't do them anymore, but she used to a while ago. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and I was like, oh, this is great. I don't see any other sisters. But then after we started and like hadn't like launched it yet, we came across <laughs> sisters who posh. I'm like, oh, well, that's fine. We'll just be the other sisters. We, <laughs> we thought we were unique. <laughs> no, no, no. Matthew no, Taylor but you two are unique. It. You have your own, like, cause you're, cause you are sisters. So you have like, you know, that sister vibe, that personality that you get each other in a way that other people wouldn't, you know, and you can, and, it, and it's fun and it's entertaining. Um, I, so I guess we'll share a little bit about ourselves. Cause I don't know how much you guys know about us, yeah. but, um, Jen, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Well, we can, we can, I can start, but I was going to say, we probably shouldn't talk too, too much about ourselves because we can talk more about ourselves in the other podcast. Yes. Just a little bit, just just a little bit, just a little bit. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. I won't give my whole backstory. No. Because our listeners have heard it. So, but yes, my name is Jen. So I have been reselling since I would say 2016, 17. So I've been in the game for, I've got some skin in the game for a while now. Uh, I've been doing doing this, um, you know, like I said, on and off 
for the past like year though right now. So I'm kind of like slowing down right now, taking a break. A lot of the, a lot of the reasons why I took a break right now from full-time reselling and reselling in general, is just a lot of things in my life changed too, right? With COVID and everything else that happened. So one of the biggest factors was that I, in 2020, I was finally pregnant with my daughter. So I had my first baby. And of course, during that whole COVID situation, I was really nervous and very scared. I didn't really know, like you said, what was kind of going on. And all of our, I lived in a state that was incredibly strict too. So our thrift stores shut down, everything shut down really quickly and very early on. So we had really nowhere to go to source for inventory, to look for things. And then when things kind of started to slowly open back up again, my family wasn't keen on me going to thrift stores. Like we said, they're not the cleanest places, right? We, we, you know, they're generally kind of dirty, especially the bins, which is where I used to go all the time. I used to love going to the bins. The Boston bins still has not opened up. It's still, closed. I heard they're wow. trying to open them. They're trying to, yes. which would be amazing. They're, they're trying so to good. open them in the parking lot right now is under construction. So you have to park in the street. Yes. <laughs> if you've ever been to Boston, you know what a disaster it is. Cannot park there where all. in Boston are you, Jen? So, well, I was right outside of Boston. That's where I lived. So I probably lived about 25 minutes away from the city. Um, but I actually moved to Southern California. So oh, that's right. all that's of this right. and everything. So now I live out here. My my family is out here. I drag my husband out of Massachusetts. because I'm like, I am done with the cold. I have had enough. <laughs> I was ready to come back because I'm, you know, like I'm not originally from Southern California, but I've been here since I was 13. So mm-hmm. I, I'm used to, to being in the warmth. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I really built up, you know, I was doing full-time reselling. I, you know, shopped with the bins. I shopped retail arbitrage. I've done a lot of things, um, you know, from like paying up to paying nothing basically for all of my inventory. And I loved it. You know, I ran a, a fairly successful business doing that. I had a, um, I had an inventory management app too, before all these apps started coming out on showing people how to manage your inventory as a reseller. Cause my background. She's is trying to in, say she's really smart is what she's trying no, to say. I'm not trying to say that, but, um, but by trade, I'm actually a merchant by trade. So, um, you know, I was, um, I, well, I am, I'm, you know, still, I work in the retail industry. I know the space very well. Um, I've done everything from inventory management, visual merchandising, um, allocations, all these different types of things. So I kind of honed in those skills and I built this whole app and I was building all that up and everything, but like I said, a lot of things shifted. I had an opportunity that came up for me to work for a company. Um, I don't mention the company's name um, for a lot of reasons here, but um, they kind of saw what my skill set was as an entrepreneur and a reseller. And I was offered a really great position where now I work from home, which is oh, great. Nice. You know, I have a flexible work schedule to be with my daughter, you know, um, when I want to be, but most of the time I keep her at daycare. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the and, truth. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and it's really nice. So, uh, you know, Daniela invited me to come on to this podcast so I can talk about my experience because I've been doing it for, you know, a while. And, um, you know, and I just love it. I've been a thrifter my whole life. I love a deal. I love the bargains. My family, we didn't grow up with a lot of money. So, you know, thrifting was also something where I would try to find what the cool kids were wearing and kind of make it look like that, you know what I mean? Or buy the old version of it, you know, that's kind of what I used to do. And so thrifting is definitely in my blood. I absolutely love it. I love talking to people about it. I love sharing my experiences and, you know, helping people um, when they have questions about it. So that's great. Yeah. 
now is my turn. So without going <laughs> too in detail, um, I am a state worker. <laughs> that is my full-time job, but that's not what I am by trade. Um, I have my master's in teaching the visually impaired. So I was a school teacher. I did special ed preschool age for an extended period of time. Then I moved into the public school realm. Um, I was public school then too, but it was in a, like a charter school kind of thing. It was like a, a smaller school that had district kids that came in. Then I worked in Massachusetts and I was um, there for about five years. Um, unfortunately, when you're in these specialized fields, you get pink slipped often. That's just the way that it works. Um, and I found my way into the marketing space after that. Um, and now I am a state worker and I do reselling, but I've been selling things since I was 16. So like reselling wasn't new to me. I just didn't know what it was. Um, yeah. I just would sell, I'd flip my coach handbags to buy newer coach handbags, or I would whatever coat or whatever I had, let's say I wanted whatever the newest and greatest thing was at the outlets, <laughs> then I would flip it on Craigslist or oh eBay, and I would, right? But that's how you used to flip things back yeah. then. Was wow. Craigslist. You'd meet up with someone at a whatever so kind of place. Hope you don't so get murdered. <laughs> but did it all the time. And then yeah. I would go get what I really wanted or I'd sell my college textbooks and then yeah. I had money for more textbooks. So I always was flipping. I just didn't realize that like that was a thing. People really do this. There's a community that does this and people yeah, make right. how much money doing this. Like it was mind blowing to me. So I probably started doing reselling as like reselling, right? The way that we know it in 2000. I met you in what, 2017, Jen, 2018. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's, I probably started it maybe a couple months before I met Jen. Mm -hmm. um, and Did y'all so meet in person? Did, like, Yeah. Well, not at first. Not at first. Um, Instagram first. friends. Yes. First. We were Instagram friends for a while. <laughs> so my friend, Jill, um, who is here in Rhode Island with me, kind of introduced me to the community. And then from there, um, I started to meet people that were local in Massachusetts, because in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, we're very close to each other. So it's like 20 minutes to get to each place for the most part. Met That's Lori, how long who it takes the... me to get to Lacey's house. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to New England. <laughs> Everything bunch is bunch close, of small but really far away all at the right. same time. It's bizarre. It's very bizarre. Um, so I met Lori, um, who's Lori Tata. She was the original Thrifters Villa host for uh, two seasons. And then Jen came on board this year for season three. But we all knew each other. We were all friends from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, and Jen was like an easy transition into the podcast, but that's, we met in person at an event that, um, Leslie Tucker had here in Massachusetts. Um, a reseller's passion is her handle. So she had a bunch of Massachusetts people come together and Jen and I finally got to meet in person. And it was like the most magical moment of my life. <laughs> like we were talking for so long, you know, when you talk for someone for a really long time online and then yeah. finally that moment and you, you guys are close. And then that moment mm -hmm. happens where you see each other. And it was like, we were inseparable that whole night. She gave her a big hug. She sat next to me, and that was it. Like besties ever since, kind of thing. Um, so yeah. So th then that's how my relationships kind of grew within the community and everything. And mm -hmm. that year, that was 2018, 2019, yeah. when that had happened, right? 2019, when we finally met in person, maybe around there. I think it was like something. Like yeah, it was the end of 2018. Or I don't remember. I think it, it doesn't matter. 2018. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but that that night is when Lori and I had announced that we were going to do the podcast. So that was in 2000, end of 2019, because in 2020, we were officially like podcasting. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of my short an short answer to to everything. But yeah, that that's Danielle, that's interesting that you mentioned like you were flipping before you really realized oh, you're yeah. flipping because I was sitting here listening. I'm like, 
yeah, I did that too. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. a lot of mm-hmm. us did. I I've been on eBay since I was twenty, and yeah. I am I am now have achieved level forty five. So <laughs> let's do some quick math there. That's a long ass <laughs> time. I was buying stuff off of eBay mostly, but when you said the textbooks thing, I'm like, holy shit! I used to sell my textbooks on eBay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and then the Craigslist thing. Anytime I would move, I would sell so much stuff on Craigslist. Same thing. Same. And back then, like, you know, I'm a dummy, like 24, 25 year old. Yeah, yeah. My address is. Yeah. 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 Come, oh, yeah. come on over. Oh, my God. I live alone. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we all did it. Like, we didn't even think twice about it. We're like, it's okay. It's just some person buying my phone. Not a big yeah. deal. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Yeah, oh it's like, gosh. yeah, don't worry. I'll be in the shower. It's fine. Yes, but it's true. I think a lot of us kind of have those experiences. And like you said, we were reselling and didn't even know we were reselling. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was just like us trying to like flip, flip something, make some profit, unload some stuff, you know, like it was just that simple. Like I agree, I agree with you, Lindsay. I was the same way. Like I've been on eBay forever and I was there just buying stuff. I remember trying to like I don't know my like cheap coach at the time or something that's where I was you know <laughs> looking for some stuff but um I would look at the yeah. auctions did you guys do oh, that I love to try auctions. to buy designer on oh. eBay and was like or designer what we thought was, was designer at the right. time and we would look at all the auctions and be like this is a penny yeah I'm bidding yeah <laughs> oh I can get this for nothing <laughs> I have a north face like long puffer that I bought in 2006 probably that I, I was wearing today in the present that I bought on an eBay auction see that (laughs) it's so funny when you think like when you really think back you're like this has always been in me I just never realized to like what extent it even existed because when you think about it all these larger sellers that aren't even on social media they've been doing it for eons on Mm -hmm. ebay like that's where they started then they might have migrated over to amazon but like that's been where they're selling and they were selling things when it was like check money order there was no paypal yeah None of that yeah. existed you were doing transactions in a way that you would never think about doing transactions yeah. now. that's so funny you say that i a good friend of ours of Lindsay and i's um our friend charlotte she uh is a like a designer you know she's worked in fashion and now she's like mostly she focuses on jewelry um and she's like trying to start her own lines and stuff and like she had started her own line like years ago and i would go to the trade shows with her and like be like her oh, yeah. helper yeah and mm-hmm. I remember like she would have to like scan the credit oh, card the with the credit card oh, thing. Oh so was, like made the carbon copy rubbing. And yeah. like, I just thought about that the other day. I'm like, oh my God, that wasn't that long ago. No, <laughs> be- because when I started working in retail, so I started working in retail when I was 16 and that's yeah. what we, so you're talking yep. 2000 and was I 16 or was I 15? I don't know. It was like 2002, 2003 and that, and that in that range mm-hmm. right there that's what I used when I worked yeah. at retail so in the two, early 2000 because I was I started like but I was you know in, in the 90s way back in the 90s in the previous <laughs> century <laughs> to yeah. work at retail so I absolutely was using that thing on mm-hmm. all, all my jobs but yeah. in the early 2000s oh my god yeah we can just now look at the little thing at the checkout counter. Oh, I just paid for that with my face. It's so different now. But like, even so let's talk about reselling, right? Like how much it's changed just when you guys started in 2021 to now, and it's only been a little over a year for you guys. Well, going on two years, right? Like, Yeah. yeah. How crazy is it for you guys to be like, okay, we started here 
And now we're in this, it's, because I know you guys are focusing more on luxury items and you're really trying to like learn that game and everything. So how has it changed for you? I mean, first of all, the fact that I sell designer is fucking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Dress like a garbage person. (laughs) We all do. That's the thing. We also sell these amazing things and none of us wear any of it. I got Walmart on right now and I am proud. <laughs> I mean, I'm oh, wearing me. I'm wearing American Eagle and this is like high end for me, right? Yeah. The pajama set. <laughs> it's, it's, I had purchased a Gal Meets Glam uh like sequin jumper mm-hmm. off posh like oh forever ago. And then I just like shoved it in the back of my closet because I was, you know, it's lockdown times, so there's nowhere to go. And I was like, but went to a masquerade party for Halloween this year. I was like, Oh, I have that fabulous outfit that still has tags on it. I can wear something nice for once. Nice. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, we, we, Lacey and I have done the bins. We've done, um, we've sold stuff out of our own closets. We've, you know, from thrift stores, a little bit from consignment stores. And I don't remember for me, like how, there must have been a moment when I realized that like, my time is so limited because mm-hmm. I, so I mean, I worked in fitness for 20 years and then like Lacey was saying, like, it's the same thing as a chef, the hours you have to put in, in the fitness industry to make any kind of money, it just is, it doesn't work with being a mom. Mm -hmm. And so at the time, after my second one was born, so I went back to work after my first one, because that actually was a great job. I was working at the FDA. I was the fitness director at the FDA. Oh, wow. And and so that was great because that was actually more like structured Monday, you know, Monday through Friday, nine to five-ish, you know, give or take hours. Um, but still it was, it was hard because I was running the fitness center there for, it was like for all the FDA employees. And so the, when you're a government contractor, like you better, your ass better be there to, to support the government staff. Like there's no excuses. And well, then I had kids and it's like, you can't, I got to be there to open up the fitness center. Or I got to make sure my staff is there or whatever. Yeah. And at that point, it's not no longer the case, but at that point, my husband um, had a company that he had built up and for many years and was wildly successful. So we had the luxury of me being able to stay home. So after the second one was born, I stayed home. So then, and that was, when was she born in 2014? And then I did go back and I've been teaching like here and there for a couple of years, but nothing like I was doing before full time. Mm-hmm. So then I start getting into this and it's, you know, now I'm at this point like I was just talking with Issa, I think it was this morning or last night. I can't remember. I'm like, like, I've always known I was going to figure this out. Like how I just did it. I couldn't figure it. It just always felt, and it, this was even before I was reselling. It always felt like I was going to figure out a way to have a flexible mom schedule. And because at this point, like if I go back and work in fitness, I'm paying the babysitter more than I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. getting in that job. Like that's what the, when I'd gone back and was teaching a lot of yoga, once we moved here to Charlottesville from DC a few years ago, there were often times where I was breaking even or even losing money because I'd have to leave early to get there and get set up and then Mm -hmm. have to stay after and talk with students to get, by the time I got home and pay the, the, because babysitters are not freaking cheap. No, they're not. These teenagers right now. It's crazy. They they know their worth, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they Mm -hmm. do not 
they're like, oh yeah, I was actually, I don't work for $15 an hour anymore. I've raised my, oh my God, what? I'm not even getting paid $15 an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Phil, all cat and that's cash. Right, yeah. Yeah. cash yep. money in mm-hmm. hand. No taxes, yeah. all that money. Mm-mm. So I just kind of feel like I've always been just like, right, I just, I know I'm going to figure this out. I just, what am I going to do? Am I going to go? Like my husband has lost his job multiple times and it's been a, been a, it's been a whole thing over the past few years. I'm like, what am I going to do? Am I going to go waitress again? What, like how, am I going to go like waitress at night? And you know, he can be home with the kids during the day, like while he's trying to figure out job stuff and I can, I, it was just like, anyway, now, now that, Mm -hmm. now that I've gotten into the, these luxury flips and realizing that I can actually make a really good living doing this way more than I would in fitness, way mm-hmm. less hours. Um, you know, I'm definitely not there yet where I need to be, but I'm getting there and it is really, really rewarding. And it gives me so much confidence to know, cause I was also stuck in this horrible place because you know, I'm a catastrophist. I'm like. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. You are? (laughs) I know, shocking, shocking information. Uh, there's always in the back of my mind, like, what if something ever happened to John? Like that, is, that insurance money is not going to last me forever. What the hell? Mm-hmm. And now he actually has cancer. And now I'm like, oh, this is not a joke anymore. Like I've got to figure this out. How can I support my family? And just working with Isa has really helped me. Like all that information was right there all the time. I just wasn't, I didn't know how to use it and utilize it. And, and then mm-hmm. just learning from different like I call them mentors, just people I on Instagram that I've met that have just really like one by one, like I've pieced everything together and I'm really at this place where it's just all about to happen. It's happened mean. It is happening <laughs> currently. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> happening. It sounds like it's happening too. It's, Jen and I love hearing these kind of conversations because we've always, yeah. and it's just, I think our personality, Jen, we're like, we're very type A, but extremely business focused. And like, we've always been like that. Like even Mm -hmm. before we started the podcast together and everything, like we've always had the same mindset on stuff. Very structured. When we hear other people start Mm -hmm. talking about this, like they like, oh, wow. Like you can be extremely successful if you have a plan and you actually Mm -hmm. see what's happening and you're understanding your numbers and, and you, and you have this vision and you're actually make that vision happen because you have all these steps in place. And it's like, yes, people are starting to understand it. Like, it's so (laughs) exciting to us to hear people talk about it because I feel like for a long period of time, like probably even if you go back two years ago, no one talked about the real business aspect and the numbers of reselling it was just kind of like look at all these clothes that I found and here's my haul and which is great we love Mm -hmm. that kind of content too but there's there's something about all this new form of content that's coming out and new creators that are coming out and people in the community who have that are building a voice to themselves saying like hey, you can make this a real thing and here's my experience and I want to help you get there and this is how you can do it. Like, I think that's probably one of the the best things about having a podcast is you get you come into contact with so many people yeah. and you get to 
um, learn more about whatever it is, right? Because all of us have different skill sets and we all have mm-hmm. different things we're good at and um, experiences and all of that. And Issa's been on here a couple of times too. And she's a good friend of both of ours. And and she knows what she's talking about. Yeah, like yeah. She, mm-hmm. is, she is business-minded. That woman knows what she's doing. She has built a successful company. Like, yeah, she and she's, she's so passionate about helping people. Yes, like mm-hmm. she gets it. She says it's gotten better lately, but she gets trolled a lot. People like, well, oh, you're just trying to, you know, because whatever. she's different. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. what it comes mm-hmm. down to. Once you kind of start to set yourself apart and being different than everyone else, you kind of get poked a little bit, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. but, uh, I mean, you know what? It it, once you start getting the haters, you know you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> once you get that negative yeah. review on Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. you're like, yes, someone I'm still it. waiting. We're, we're waiting. begging yeah. people for it. I we're tell like, leave a negative one. Just one. <laughs> I thrive off I mean, of that. The truth. <laughs> It's true though, you know, when you start to see that, you're like, oh, because it's the same thing with YouTube. When you start getting the negative feedback on YouTube, you're like, okay, all right, then I'm doing something right because <laughs> people are talking about you. People yes. are talking about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's starting a conversation. And to hear someone like you, um, Lindsay, say, like I was in this place and I knew I could make it into something, but like I didn't have the tools to make it into anything. But now I'm realizing, like, oh no, I can. I can do this to support my family, especially right now with things that we're going through in our family. I can make this work. Yeah. And and you can do it really quickly if you just put all the plans in motion. You know, you'd be yeah. surprised how fast. It's it's not hard. And it's like I always knew too. Like I, I've really been, you know, honing in and getting better and more confident with my online sourcing and like what I'm sourcing and like really narrowing that field down and just getting really good at flipping certain things really quickly for most of the time, a good profit. Sometimes I screw up and it doesn't work, but we all screw up, but, but, you know, it's, it's like that progress was really happening and then getting lined up with Issa and then winning her scholarship for I love it. Cause I, I messaged Lindsay. I was like, you won. And she was like, what? I thought she was oh, kidding. Did. I didn't know I that. seriously thought she was kidding because I, I had an appointment or something like when she went live to announce to announce who won. And I remember on my way to the appointment, I was like, oh God, I'm going to miss her. Like, I got to remember to look That's as okay. soon I as I get out of the meeting. <laughs> and then I forgot about it because my brain is mush. And then Danielle, I had a mess. I'm like, no, she's kidding. And then I, get, and I had a message from me. So I'm like, oh my God. Me, everything happens for a reason. Me yeah. being an idiot on Instagram paid off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's funny too, because I remember when the first version of our podcast that we started, I always like to tell this story because Lindsay completely forgets about it. <laughs> we recorded, I don't remember, like five episodes, maybe Ish. six. And Lindsay being Lindsay was like, Nope, changing the direction because like the number of times that she said that about her own like reselling business is I'm changing my business. Like she likes to change <laughs> things up, you know? <laughs> and so she was like, we're changing the podcast. And I was like, okay, what are we doing? And she was like, we're, it's, it was just very like blah, like, cause mm-hmm. we were just very, I don't know, telling people how to use the app and blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't like anything that I think would, people would have found interest in. This was before know? we launched it. Like we, yeah. We- Back yeah. okay. a bunch of episodes. Yep. Yeah. So none of those episodes. And too bad I didn't save any of them. I oh, so you should have saved them, made like a compilation of it. You right. Know what yeah. I mean? Oh my God. They're probably, oh. It'd be funny. It'd be entertaining. <laughs> oh yeah. But <laughs> like, I remember what, in one of the episodes, and I, I think it was in that, maybe it was in one of our original our ones that we've released towards the beginning. But Lindsay said something about like, well, you know, my business, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, 
you also said you were never going to call it a business. And she was like, I did say that because she used to not, she used to be like, it's not a business. Like we're just like selling yeah. clothes, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now we're yeah. like, business like, no, mindset is like the most business. important thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's something no. that um, Jen, you have always said from day one, like when Jen was more active in the community before, mm-hmm. before she became a mother, <laughs> right? <laughs> before Ellie came around yeah. and Jen was super active on social media and people, I mean, she used to get some shit too, because she'd be like, what are you guys doing? Like, this is a business, treat it like one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm like, I would get really annoyed when people would be like showing their death piles. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, there's money <laughs> living there. Why are you at the thrift store? Please list your, the, the stuff. You know what I mean? It's just like, have you thought about managing your inventory? Do you even know what you have in your inventory? Have you looked at marking down things? How long has that been sitting there? You know what I mean? Just like mm-hmm. all those kind of conversations. Cause you're right. I think a lot of people treated reselling as a hobby for a really long time. And then like some people like you, Lindsay are saying, you know, I'm sure Lacey too, um, are like, wait a minute. Like there's something here. You know what I mean? But I need to like focus right on it. And like you were saying, Lindsay, like sometimes we need other people to help us to see that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we do this in regular jobs every day, right? Sometimes if you want a promotion, you want to get up to the next level, what do you got to do? You got to go to that training. You got to meet your, got to get a mentor. You got to, you know what I mean? There are steps that you have to do in the, in the corporate world, right? To sometimes get yourself up to that next level. So why wouldn't you do that for yourself in your own business too? Yeah. Like if you don't want to be stuck, because sometimes you can only take yourself so far because you only know what you know. Yeah. Yeah. Other times you got to sometimes get out there and push yourself and find somebody who is going to help you to get you to that next level, because it's been proven time and time again, that this can be a sustainable business. It can be something for you, for what you, and, and you, but you need to build it to what you want it to be and tailor it to your business. But to get that foundation, sometimes you've got to go elsewhere to get those that information, you know? Because mm-hmm. I feel like you can learn by, you know, get on YouTube, listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like you can learn up to a certain point mm-hmm. on your own, but then you're going to hit a wall. Like you have you're to- You're going to def- plateau. You're going to uh, plateau. Yeah. You, you absolutely go, are. You got to go further than what you can just kind of figure out and manage on your own. Especially when you're someone like me, who had a liberal arts degree, who worked in fitness for 20 years. Like I I never had any sort of business training or business mindset really. And I think also too, you know, like in most things in life, like you have to be willing to take risks. You know, um, I think risk-taking is like one of the biggest things that will set you apart from other people. Because when I first started doing this, I was doing the low cost of goods. You know, I thought that that Mm -hmm. was like, but our bins was so crappy that there was like not enough turnaround for like the stuff that I it like was not profitable, you know? And so I was like, oh, I don't know. Because we had just bought a house like and I didn't have a full time job. And I'm like, I, I don't know if I can go this other way and like spend mm. up, you know, for items. But I was looking at what I was making and it was not working and it wasn't worth it. And I was like, all right, I, I'm going to just do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you know, jump in and start paying up. And it was a gradual things I had to figure out what I was doing and I'm still figuring out what I'm doing and how to get where You're I want to go. You're always figuring out though, Lacey, yeah. like mm-hmm. Jen's been doing it longer than me in terms of like an actual business, but I sometimes still sit back and I'm like, wait, is this a good buy? I don't know. I think it is, mm-hmm. but it, and think the landscape changes all the time. So you're yeah. always learning all of that. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. another thing. Things like, that were like hot and selling mm-hmm. even a year ago, you know? Oh like, yeah. Don't even bother anymore. Yep. No. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. certain, certain brands, certain, I mean, think about like 
Jen and I, when we started reselling anthropology, but like I'm talking about like those old school anthropology pieces, they were so hot. You could not keep them. And you, you could get hundreds, sometimes hundreds of dollars for them. And it's like now, unless it's, you know, a very current piece that someone wore that's like really hot mm-hmm. for whatever reason. That actually says anthropology. on the Yes, way. exactly. <laughs> then fine. You could probably get, because I have, I've, I've gotten, you know, a hundred plus dollars on certain things, but that's not what we look for anymore. I mean, we just kind of have to change with the times. Remember, I don't know if you guys were reselling at that point. Maybe you were when the brown puffer North Face jacket was like the hottest thing because, okay, so Kendall, Kendall Jenner wore it Mm, and it became like this global (laughs) phenomenon and it was worth so much money Mm. online. And I kind of caught the tail end of it. I found one and I think I only 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 made 300 on it but people were selling them for like 800 plus and I just I came at the end of it so I I still made good money but I didn't get what everyone else was getting and it's kind of like how the Lululemon belt bag right now Mm -hmm. where it's like people are paying 80 plus dollars for it it's like just wait they drop every day guys they drop every single day and you can (laughs) buy one I promise well even (laughs) even when we were you know when we first started like Lululemon, like trying still to find super hot. Yeah. yeah. Super hot. And, yeah. and people are not selling it like Mm-mm. they mm-hmm. were a year, Too year and a half ago. Now. Mm-hmm. That, I think that's the other thing too, from like the way reselling has changed just in the last year. There are so many brands now, like sustainable brands, mm-hmm. brands that are, um, you know, ethically sourced and made. And there's just all these different things now that it's not the traditional brands that we're so used to seeing. There's these no names, I guess you could say that are, they're up and coming, but you wouldn't know unless you're doing the market research on Google and you're looking all this stuff Mm -hmm. up all the time to kind of stay on top of it and, and see who the new designer is going to be, who was new on the runway, you know, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And it's work. Yeah, it's yeah, not easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure that like a lot of people have you guys had that experience where people are just like, Oh, you're selling clothes online, how fun! Yeah, that and sounds like, so easy, mm-hmm. but <laughs> is right. it? Yeah, but I had it? some neighbors I just reached out because you know, I've only lived in this uh town for like two years now, um, and still, you know, because I don't have a job that I go to, so I don't like have an easy way of meeting people. Yeah. And so I just like reached out to some neighbors one day because someone was talking about wanting to have a yard sale, but the HOA wouldn't let her. And I was like, I'm I'm a reseller. I was like, if anybody wants to like consign clothes, like I'll do that. I had like 10 garbage bags like dumped on my front porch like the next day. But like, <laughs> you know, and then I went to a, a party recently and like met a couple more neighbors like face to face and like talk, talk, talked. And one of them, I said, because I was like, well, what do you do? And she was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a dentist. I have my own practice out in Waynesboro. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, and she's like, what do you do again? And I was like, ah, mm, I resell clothes. <laughs> it was Jen thing. has and a good way of myself. saying this. Jen, what, what, what do you say to people when they, when, when uh, they used to ask you, you used to have a good way of saying it? Oh my gosh. I used to say that, um, I remember how would I say it, that I, um, at Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Like I, I have an, I work, I, I, how did I say, I, I have an online platform that I work on 
that I sell clothing. So I basically have like an online consignment store. Yes. That's kind of yes. what I would say, which is true. Yeah. You know, like I do, you know, and so yeah. the people would be like, oh, really? Wow. Like what platforms do you sell on? You know, and then that's where I'd be like, oh, Poshmark, eBay, blah, 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 you know, wherever I can sell. And I'm like, I rescue a lot of things that would have otherwise go to the dumpster and I re, you know, rehab items and fix them up and sell them. And, and so then people would be like, wow, that's so fascinating. So yeah, I would just tell them that I had an online consignment store. I like that. <laughs> I, I liked what, um, I got this one from Isa was mm-hmm. I invest in undervalued um, <laughs> assets and then I resell mm-hmm. them for a profit. I like yeah, that. Then. That's and a good I, one. And then I thought, husband the other day I was like yeah whenever I meet anyone new from now on and we start talking and they ask what I do I'm gonna be like I'm a comedian and a podcaster yeah there you go (laughs) I okay full transparency never tell anyone that I have a podcast or a YouTube channel or anything like I never mention it ever I don't know why um maybe because I, I don't know I just never mention it maybe it's because of my job I like try not to say as much I don't I try not to say a lot of stuff um, but I did find out that my, my director knows that I sell clothes online, have a YouTube channel, have a podcast. So that's interesting when you've got politicians now that know oh, what you great. do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's Ooh. fun. And can you know? access your content at any time. So now anytime I post anything, I'm like, am I going to get in trouble about anything? <laughs> you know, like there's like always this like second guessing, but they're fine. They don't care about, they don't care about any of that stuff. But, um, Yeah. Yeah, there's like that. I don't know. I just don't really say that. But when people ask me, like, what? Because I know I have a second job, right? Like that's the way I've always kind of worded it. Like, oh, well, I, you know, I when I finish working my full time job, I do I go home and I work my other job. And I, I don't think I've ever said it in like, like, oh, I, you know, I find clothing and I save them or anything. I'm like, yeah, I just I go to the thrift store, I find clothes, and I put them online. They make money off of them. Like I literally is <laughs> what I say to people. And the reaction that it gets sometimes, like especially from my coworkers, they're like wait, you do what? Or like, I come in with new clothes, new. They think they're new. Right. And and they ask me, well, well, what's that? And where'd you get that? And what's this website? What do you, what's the real, real? What's that? You bought this on the real, how much did you pay for it? And what, what designer is that? Like blown away by it that now three of my coworkers have started a Poshmark closet. There you <laughs> and go. they ah. are now selling. That's yep. like, I came in the, the room side. the other day in a Poshmark uh commercial was on it was the other day it was like months ago and he just looked at me and went mom that's your company yeah. <laughs> oh, I was like, so that's right baby that's right. <laughs> oh, I love that and there's just something about that too so we've been doing this motherhood um series here and there's just something powerful about hearing moms when they're sharing their stories and how their kids and no matter what age level are like getting involved and understanding what mommy does and like mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. It's just, I don't know. There's just something so special about that, hearing that story from everyone and how excited the kids get. They're like, mom, is this good? Did you make yeah. a lot of money on this? You know, <laughs> the other day, like I've got Jackson now where he's like, we'll be in the car and he's like, mom, yard sale, mom, estate sale. Like he'll point them out to me when we're driving. I'm like, I thought you so well-trained. <laughs> I just had the realization a few days ago when my oldest was homesick, she's 11. And I was looking at her and she was, you know, doing whatever on her iPad, like hacking into the internet probably. And I'm like, dude, I could get her, I could probably start paying her to photograph in a year or two. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, I could, John was, my husband was like, why don't you see if she can do it now? And I was Why not? like, uh, I don't know if she can get, but, but I, I could try. And he was like, look, either way, you're going to have to train her. You what if train she her helped you with shipping or something? 
That's easy. Uh, she didn't mess that up. <laughs> <laughs> what if you laid the items out and then you watch her package them and then you build your confidence that way? I, but I feel like, I mean, she's a, she's like very artistic mm -hmm. and I really feel like I might be able to get that photographing out of her. We'll see. We'll see. I should do a little test run and just kind of see how, I mean, it's going to take some training. I mean, but even if you hire someone off the street, it would take training. Yeah, what, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So why not you know, be your own and, child? And we've interviewed actually a lot of different people who have talked about their parents being entrepreneurs and how they started. That's how they started, you know, helping out their mom or their dad with their business. And it just like set this fire in them, you know, yeah, to just yeah, like yeah, we've go off and do their too. own thing. And so, yeah, it's like, why not? Like start it at home and she can figure it out. And plus like, you don't have to pay her at least for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to need, I'm going to need to see some high quality work out of you girl. before yeah. I start paying you. But she definitely has that bug. Like, cause she is an artist. She is um, currently learning to, so she makes these drawings and she got a cricket for her birthday in October. And she's trying to learn how to make stickers. Like that look oh. really good. She's getting there. Like she's watching YouTube videos. And because oh my she, God, this generation is so fascinating to I me know. because mm -hmm. it's just like the things that they come up with and the ways they can make money and everything. It is like, it is just mind blowing to me. Like the traditional job is not going to exist anymore in the next yeah. who knows, 50 yeah. years. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And who she wants that? to start an Etsy shop. She wants to have an Etsy Ooh, shop with like so good. her stickers that she's making. Stickers do really well on Etsy. So she's onto something. Nice. I know. Stickies I know. and poly mailers. People love them. Yeah. They really do. Um, okay. I think we're going to end this episode here before we head okay. over to Thrifter Sisters, everyone. So thank you guys for listening to part one. Part two is going to be over on Thrifter Sisters. So make sure you go listen to part two, everyone. Bye. We did Bye. it. Yay. <laughs>